What's up, guys? It's me, Lori, and welcome back to the It's Me podcast, where we bring in real people to talk about their experiences and to share ideas so that we can empower ourselves. This month, it's going to be all about communities and building communities because, let's face it, these are tough times and, you know, we could use a little bit more of that. So I've brought on a guest, Zen Runner, who is actually the leader of a community around slow running. And whether or not you're a runner, I think you're going to want to listen to this because he really talks about how he turned just a simple podcast idea into something that is really grown into something in and of itself. Um, he's got a lot of followers, thousands of people who are talking to each other and empowering each other to get out and run and do something that they otherwise maybe couldn't do. And I think that that is uh, something that's probably applicable to a lot of different settings. Whatever your cause is, community is something that I passionately believe is what is going to get you to where you want to be. And that's partially why I do what I do here. If you're new to this podcast, by the way, make sure you subscribe. It doesn't come out very often because I do do most of my content on my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash it's me, Lori. But this podcast does come out about once a month. Sometimes I skip a month here and there. And each time I have a really interesting guest and we talk about something totally different, but always surrounding the topic of self-empowerment and always with practical information, useful information that we can use to achieve our goals. Lastly, before we get into it, I just want to point you to the show notes where I will leave a link to the Facebook group where we continue this discussion and where you can also, of course, leave any feedback and any questions and a request for guests on future episodes. Without further ado, I'm going to jump into this interview and I hope you guys enjoy it. Zen, um, I'm going to have you introduce yourself a little bit and talk about uh, what it is your community does and um, how you know you got started. Sure. Thank you, Lori. Let me just say it's a pleasure to chat with you on such a beautiful day. And uh, thank you for everyone for watching this. Um, yeah, so I am the founder and leader of the Slow Runners Club, which is a community of runners who are not so concerned about their speed when they go out for their run. It's just amazing that we're actually out there for some of us. And I know many of you can relate. Um, what I found and, and one of the inspirations for starting this group, this community, was I found that the more I looked at the materials that are available for runners, there's a certain equation that comes across that unless you're getting faster or going faster than you have gone, then you're failing. And I think that's totally wrong. For me, just that I got out the door and I gave it a good try and I was out there and I was enjoying myself, that to me is the definition of a great run, of, of a success. And there was really no community to that. If you go to running communities, not all of them, but many of them were conversations of how did you do, how was your time, how are you gonna get faster? And if you fail, basically the failure was built around you didn't reach a certain speed mm -hmm. and I found that to be pretty discouraging especially for beginners for larger runners for older runners for people who are coming back from an injury so and this was about six years ago, I created a podcast called The Slow Runners Club. And the whole conversation was about that. We had guests, I had a co-host, we would go back and forth. And then over the years, the podcast evolved. And if you launch a podcast, you know, if you're around for a few years, you'll build a community. But it wasn't until I moved to Facebook groups that mm -hmm. everything exploded. And we can talk about that more in detail. Mm -hmm. That's basically who we are. And there's now thousands of runners 
runners who are a member of the Slow Runners Club, and uh, we represent the back of the pack in all the biggest races around the world. And uh, we're really proudly, happy to do so. yeah, <laughs> proudly, we're happy. Just that we're at the race is a big deal to us, and that's good enough. Cool. And you are a coach, right? Yes, I am a running coach, um, and I, I uh, coach. Uh, before that, I was a martial arts instructor for about 10 years, and then I retired from the whole martial arts, mixed martial arts scene, but I still wanted to do things. I found running, and now I am a running coach as well. Oh, okay. You did MMA. That's interesting. How yeah, long did back. you do that for? Well, I, was, I, I trained under Hoist Gracie School, and mm -hmm. uh, I did that for 10 years, and, uh, and became an instructor, and uh, it was a lot of fun in Florida, mm -hmm. and, uh, and you know, we had a, a lot of students, a lot of kids. I did a lot of the kids' classes, mostly, <laughs> and, but it was great. It was a great thing to do, but um, you know, now uh, I, I'm, I'm into running, so I, I love MMA. I love UFC, man. Mm -hmm. It's like we watch every single day, pretty much, whatever we record, so. So I'm a huge USC fan and Hoist Gracie was my coach and trainer mm -hmm. and teacher. So uh, really great, great, amazing uh, luminary in the UFC field and martial arts field. Um, he just revolutionized the entire sport and, uh, and I'm so lucky to have trained with him. And now I, I don't do that anymore because I had a back injury and it was just too hard, oh. too hard to come back. And then I started running uh, and, and I just loved it. And now that's where I am now. I see. So how did you discover running? Uh, well, uh, actually, I discovered it through podcasting. So when I first started my podcasting back in the day, <laughs> and this is like 2005, <laughs> um, I did a whole podcasting about weight loss. And it was kind of geared towards the biggest loser. And it was called uh, Burning 20. And it was featured on Adam Curry's Daily Source Code. Mm -hmm. And I had thousands of listeners because of that mention he thought that was really cool that somebody was doing this mm -hmm. and I would you know I documented losing 20 pounds burning 20 as in 20 pounds and I did it I went through and you know being a martial arts instructor I when I want resolve I have pretty good resolve so you know I kind of buckled down in about three months I lost the 20 pounds and you know as a podcast it was like okay now what so the podcast just cut going on and I was like well what do I need to do to continue this and another podcaster a good friend of mine his name is Steve Runner he has a podcast called Fidipidations mm -hmm. a weird name but it's one of the most popular running podcasts been around forever we became friends and he inspired me to start running I was inspiring him by the weight loss he was inspiring me by the running mm -hmm. it was about the end of my martial arts career so it was like gosh my back is killing me got to do something right. so I started running for therapy and also you know through inspiration from the podcast and then you know the burning 20 became a running podcast because I was talking about oh my god this is great I right. love this I ran my first race I got involved with communities and then all of a sudden you know the rest is history and then I started changing the name of my podcast and it became it became the slow runners club because it was no longer about maintaining weight or doing anything like that i mean right. it's always i've always been involved in kind of that healthy fitness kind of thing but it was just focusing changing gears a little bit refocusing i'm sure you're familiar with that mm -hmm. to uh, to serve the audience that's tuning in right and that's so interesting because i think people don't typically think of a podcast which is a medium that's sort of like one to many as being something that's so interactive and where you can actually you know, meet these people and become, you know what I mean? Ha discover running and a new lifestyle through that from other podcasters. Well, we have two advantages, maybe more, but two specific ones, uh -huh. especially with podcasts. The first thing is like your running list gets old, right? Uh -huh. So 
runners, if they're going to spend a lot of time out on the road, want something to listen to unless they have a friend with them who's right. talking. <laughs> but when they're out there on their own and you're on your treadmill, podcasts are great. So podcasters like to listen to other people who have the same passions that they do. Mm -hmm. So you have a, a certain kind of audience. And then the second thing about building audience is that we go to the same events, right? All the big races, we have the same issues. So it's easier to uh, pick a to find a community because uh, we're all going to the same places, mm -hmm. you know, if, if that makes sense. You know, you think about the New York City Marathon, it's 45,000 people go to that race, <laughs> yeah. you know. They're huge. Some of the races are giant, or Disney, Disney World, the Disney Race Series, mm -hmm. there's tons of them. I mean, thousands and thousands of people go to some of these races. So mm -hmm. it's like a huge thing, it's a huge happening. So you have uh, a, an, a, an available audience because they've got nothing else to do but listen when you're running True. you can't watch it's too hard they t and you know so it's portable and on the flip side you have these uh, these great events that happen all over the world that people come together at so there's so many opportunities that if I go to a big event I can do a meetup and I know there's going to be a lot of people there mm -hmm. who listen to the show just based on the numbers that's cool so how podcast. big did your podcast get or you're still doing it right well, yeah. So when I was doing the weight loss podcast, after I came off of the lift from Adam Curry, oh man, I was like, we're talking about 20,000 listeners. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was big. Mm -hmm. It was really big. And then that's slowly like uh, when I stopped talking about weight loss, because everybody wants to know that, right? Mm -hmm. It started to go down and, and more focused in it, uh, niche, but it's always been like a couple thousand, mm -hmm. you know, and I've been pretty upfront with my numbers. A lot of people like to hide that information, right. but about it, you know, we get about a couple thousand downloads per episode and still to this day and now it's growing again and you know a lot of that has come from um, the involvement of Facebook and social media because everything is different I mean 2005 when we first started doing the podcast and also internet connection wasn't the same as it was then as it is now you couldn't stream video without a lot of a lot of cost mm -hmm. it was really difficult but now it's so easy to do the video right. um, as well as have the, the the virtual places like Facebook to create communities all those tools are available right. it's just so easy it's just so easy to do it's, it's a lot different and uh, we find a lot more activity on Facebook now than we ever did on the podcast. We had a, you know, we had a, a website and we had, we, we would do some social media, but then once it became a group on Facebook, everything changed. And that was about three years ago that we started the group on Facebook. Okay. So, so what happened with Facebook? This is a really key point to finding success and finding your community. And just I want everybody to really listen to this one. Out of all the things I say today, if you are a content creator and you're looking to find your community or grow your community, the biggest mistake I think content creators make is they have, they open a page, mm. right? And pages I found, and I we had a page for a long time on Facebook, and people would go there because we had a pretty decent audience and people passionate about running, especially slower runners. Like, oh, I found my people finally. Right. You know, a place where I can just do a 15 minute mile and nobody's going to, you know, say like, wow, that's slow. And it is. Yeah. That's slow. But we love it. We're all slow. You mm -hmm. know, that's cool. It's awesome just that you got out and joined us. Right. I'm not fast by any mm -hmm. means. So so but the page, when you look at a page, you don't see the others. You only see the content from 
whoever's creating that page, right. whoever's offering that page. So I could put out announcements about what my next show right. was, what next race I'm training for, where you can, we were doing meetups. But to find the posts in the comments, it was very, very difficult. And that just didn't work. Right. The and for those who are unfamiliar, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Sort of a page looks like a profile page, but you're the only person who can post in that sort of main bar. And then anyone else really, who posts to it goes yeah. to the side, right? You really have to hunt for everybody else's comments mm -hmm. unless it's directly under something that we said. Yeah. Group mm -hmm. pages are more designed towards community. I mean, and that's the bottom line. So if there's that one thing that you take away is if you really want to build community and, you know, some folks don't want to build community. It's a lot of work. Like being mm -hmm. a community leader is not about being a content creator. You mm -hmm. know, when, when I am managing this group, I'm often like moderating. <laughs> you know, right. And I have other people who are moderators, but it's just like, yeah. oh, that one's a little spammy. People come in and they try to sell you, you know, some Shakeology or something. You know, they're like, right. you know, affiliate sales. And it's like, no, 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 no marketing and right. no fundraising. We just kind of keep it conversation about, hey, I ran three miles. Isn't that awesome? Longest run ever, you know, or I'm so frustrated. What can I do? I'm looking for advice or I'm going to be at a race. Does anybody want to meet up or, you know, right. what's a good hotel, you know, for this race? Like those kinds of conversations and, and just people posting funny stuff. And, you know, all kinds of, you know, memes and viral stuff, you know, around running. And, mm -hmm. and, and it's so great because it feels, you really feel like it's a club. And, and I go in there and, you know, I, I keep pushing out content too for the club. But it's like once or twice a day I go in there and post something. Mm -hmm. But in, you know, in, in, uh, in uh, the, rea the reality is that most of the content creation and community building is being done by the club itself. And that's because a group page is built for that right mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you know big distinction if you're a content creator you want to create content that's great and if you want to build a community you know it's like there are different things that drive building a community it's not the same as just creating a content you sort of have to be a ringleader and right and, and a traffic cop <laughs> you know? and you have to learn how to do those things effectively <laughs> Yeah, you do. You do have to do them gracefully, right? You have to do them gracefully because you don't want to anger anybody. But there's been quite a few people that I just boot and block, you know, mm. block and tackle for the good, and did you for have the greater to good. Sort of learn. I mean, did you let it go for a while? How did you learn to like which to pick and choose in terms of what to make the rules? You know, what kinds okay, of marketing well, is bad? Okay, well, we have one one overriding rule. The golden mm. rule is don't be a dick. And if I think you're a dick, you're out. I don't even give you a second chance. I boot you, right? right. I, have, uh -huh. I have no tolerance. And if you post something that's kind of spammy, like you're selling something or, you, hey, come check out my page. It's like, I don't mind promoting others stuff if it's great stuff. But I ask, and we have a, a, a code of conduct on the group page. You can post documents in a group page, and I have like a code of conduct. And just mm -hmm. so, hey, if you're going to be part of this group, these are the things we expect. And, you know, we have some rules about, you know, be nice, don't be a mm -hmm. dick, mm -hmm. so be friendly, play <laughs> yeah. well in the sandbox with others. If, I, you yeah. know, if, I, I, if there's any flame wars, I shut that down immediately. Mm -hmm. If there's any someone who's getting spammy or trying to sell st you know, stuff, being affiliate or something like that, mm -hmm. um, they have to prove that by me. Mm -hmm. Same thing with fundraising. And that was a tough one because, mm. you know, it's like, yeah, I want everybody to be able to raise money for all these great causes. But 
here's the thing. When you let people do that just openly on mm -hmm. your site, and mm -hmm. I may be unpopular in saying this because you know it's important that we raise money, mm -hmm. it guilts everybody. <laughs> I didn't want that to happen in Right, this and it also makes your board into like just a list of people asking for money. I mean, yeah, exactly no matter how right. great the cause is, that's just not very conducive to conversation, right? Yeah, and, and kind of like fundraising's funny. It's like... If somebody, if I, and I did a lot of fundraising, like I told you, right? And so mm -hmm. if somebody gave me money and then they start fundraising, then I have to give them money. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's like, wait, I give you 20, then you give me 20. Let's just call the whole thing even. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll just give the charity 20. You know, it's like, it happens all the time with runners, uh -huh. you know, and it's like, well, I gave you 50. Oh, well, I'll give you 60. <laughs> and it's just like, oh. You know, because it's a big deal, big part of running. A lot of people are noble runners and they just do it for the charity and they raise yeah. a lot of good money and that's great. I just didn't want that to start to happen. There's all that kind of weirdness when you start to get money involved right. in it. And we do have some transactions, but they're really minor. Like, you know, we have we have stickers and magnets and shirts that you can buy to, you know, support the club and they do really well. I mean, yeah. we, we do really well. We have little medals um, for our virtual events and I can talk about the virtual events too because uh -huh. that was key in, in setting it up and uh, you know people want to represent so you know when they go to the races so we made mm -hmm. all kinds of things so they can put a sticker on their car so then you know you you know you're part of the club we have shirts and all that kind of stuff tech right. shirts with with our logo so uh, you know and that was great but it took a long time for that to take off it's like if you're new and nobody knows you, you don't have your community and mm -hmm. you start selling stuff nobody's gonna want to buy this stuff unless it's really funny right <laughs> really right. cool or I, really cool you know? right and actually <laughs> you know? I mean when you did first start the the Facebook group was it like crickets or did you already have a big spillover from your other from your page no, and from your podcast? We had a pretty big audience, right? So I'm telling you, we had like 2,000 downloads on the yeah. podcast. When I said it, you know, I announced on the podcast that we're moving to the group, we instantly had you know like 300 members, you know, mm. like joined up right away. But then the then the growth was pretty slow for a while. So we went from, like getting from 300 to a thousand mm -hmm. took like. A year and a half mm -hmm. right so it was like we'd get three or four a day but now it's like it's grown now I think we're at like 1500 it goes it goes pretty fast like some days we got like five or six or seven or ten likes because like if so-and-so likes it all their friend they you know when they announce it to all their friends then everybody else joins. Now, the group would be much larger if it was a public group. This is another important point that I mm -hmm. want to stress here. It's a closed group. Mm -hmm. It's a private group. So nobody can see it. Only members can see it. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to join, you have to send an invitation. So listeners, if you want to if you're a slow runner, you don't want to be judged and you want a great group. Just I'm not trying to get more <laughs> members. Well, but. So what what was the decision to make it a closed group then? Why I'll tell you, you why. And I'm so glad you asked that question. Because many of the folks who are members of our club don't feel comfortable talking about how slow they are, oh. you know, don't feel comfortable about talking, posting pictures of them without makeup on, sweaty and all disgusting. And, uh -huh. and quite frankly, I know everyone has a friend who's like a fitness freak mm -hmm. and you just, after a while, it's just like, oh, so-and-so went out to work out again, twice in one day. <laughs> Thanks for making me feel so fat. I mean, come on. You know, so it's that like... That is a very real feeling, yeah. When it's a close group, none of, none of their friends or family sees it. So yeah. we can, we encourage posting anything you want about fitness. You know, you can 
boast about how awesome you are or you can bitch about how you know hard it was or you can you can post pictures of your food whatever you want but it's not going to get it you know it keeps all of that conversation away from their friends and family mm -hmm. and uh, and and you know that anyone who's joined the group likes to see that stuff mm -hmm. and so it's just to control the feed That's really and yeah and we found that once we made the group closed people were more willing to open up that like it was easy to get the members but until we closed the group because we didn't close it in the beginning mm -hmm. and then once we closed the group and announced that it was a private group mm -hmm. people just opened up and they said you know i own, i know that only only the people in the group are going to see this like so i know my boss right. <laughs> my boss won't you know find out that i didn't actually i wasn't actually sick yesterday i had a long run <laughs> That is so interesting, huh? That's a really good idea. And actually, I think I feel like it speaks to a lot of social media. I feel like, you know, the folks in Silicon Valley like don't understand that people have compartmentalized lives. You know what I mean? And yep. it's like yep. the, the everything that Google comes out with is like totally open and totally connected. And it's just like I don't want everyone in my life to know everything that I'm doing. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't know if it's a generational thing, but. But I definitely yeah. think, yeah. Yeah, well, we all want to be in control over who sees what. Yeah. And you can kind of do that in Facebook. But when you close a group, then it's, you know, really, re you know that only other members of the group can see it. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a, you know, a, a, a community that, you know, you like to really get in the weeds with some of the stuff you talk about, mm -hmm. you know, either it's technical or it's emotional or it's political, mm -hmm. you won't offend anyone who doesn't really... Um, follow your passions mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and so i just know you know you can you can certainly turn someone down i know that you can change the volume like unfollow somebody without unfriending them so you don't you see less of their stuff mm -hmm. right and but this isn't necessary i just knew that hey if we made this closed people will just feel a lot more comfortable opening up right. and knowing that the rest of their family and their friends don't have to be subjected to all this ridiculous talk about you know how how <laughs> We get out there and sweat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a personal thing. <laughs> I see. Um, yeah, and, it works. And what, in what ways has that sort of interactivity changed what you were doing, you know, in general before when you didn't have the group? Well, I have to tell you, it's so much easier to find content. Mm -hmm. I when Before I had the group and the way it's so interactive, mm -hmm. I would have to go out and look for articles or I'd have to do interviews, a lot of interviews and stuff like that, mm -hmm. or I'd go to events. Or what I used to do is I'd take the recorder with me on my run. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of running podcasters that do that. Like the whole podcast is them running. And that is the most disturbing experience. <laughs> That sounds okay. so Today, difficult. We're going to talk about it. And I'm like, dude, sit down. Just talk to me. I know you can run. Like, you know, when a lot of people do that, they like to wow. talk and run. And, that is and dedication. there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I just don't, you know, fun. I like my show to be more like a show. Mm -hmm. So, um, but once we created the group, I just, you know, I'll post a question to the group. And I'll say, hey, podcast question. Um... What's your favorite shoes? And then people just go on and on about their favorite shoes. And I just read the comments and react to them. Right. And that's like such a treasure trove of, of, of information. And, you know, or I just say, who wants a shout out? And what are you running? And you I would do spend... this like while you were recording? 
No, well, I actually do it like a few days before I'm going to record a show. Mm -hmm. I come up with a question. I'm like, podcast question? Mm -hmm. And then I, I just read the comments. Mm -hmm. They'll say, okay, hey, we're on the podcast today. Thanks for coming today. We're going to talk about everybody's favorite shoes. I posted the question on the group. Thank you so much. If you haven't heard of the group, this is where you join on Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Here's a link. Link on Slow Runners Club. And now so-and-so from Wichita, Kansas, she loves... Asics, and here's why. Mm -hmm. And I read her comment, and then like, what's so great about that is that my show now is mostly like seventy percent of the show. As I, after I talk about what I'm up to and what I'm training, I talk about what they're up to, mm -hmm. and people love to hear their own name right. said on a show. They're like, "Oh my god, my name!" Even <laughs> I get that weirdness from like just like a nobody podcaster will mention me, right. and I'll be like, "Oh, that's me. That's cool." Right? <laughs> I so like, you I'm on my mention. <laughs> yeah, I know. And every time you do, I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." I like, you know, yeah. and it's it, like, it's really nice when people mention you, you know, that's the magic. Everybody loves to hear their own name. You know, it's just like, oh, well, it's not everybody, but a lot of people do, especially runners. You know? That's so yeah. awesome. It's like the group has become a thing in and of yeah. itself. I, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And I'm constantly getting, um, photos of turtles because turtles turtle is our mascot i'm getting um photos of pictures all over the place of you know i ran and they hold the sticker up or they have put this car, you know sticker on their car or they find something and and inspire you know you inspired me so much thank you and it's just like wow and like it's so amazing to be able to help people in that way i mean and again mm -hmm. like i told you I was a martial arts instructor and I trained a lot of kids and get them ready for fights and tournaments and all that kind of stuff. And that was really fun and to, to be so involved with kids and inspire them and, and you know, to do their best. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, when there's so many other options out there and, and sometimes it was frustrating, you know, you have to work through a lot of behavioral behavioral issues to get to where you need to get to but over time eventually you would get there it would take so long and, and you know and that was that was really really great but this you have to invest so much time <laughs> and be there and do yeah. the classes and go with them this is like not like that now with virtual tools like we have and you know the you know right. in, the internet is so strong now you can create the same kind of environment where you're changing people's lives you're impacting them you're inspiring them and it's more about them changing than you changing them <laughs> you, it's right, like it's right. more about you're not just creating a platform you know and um and you are a leader by behavior like how you show up and what you say and what you do in the group mm -hmm. is just you know you like you lead by example and then other people mm -hmm. follow like oh this is how we act in here great you know this is you know we all celebrate each other we all cheer for each other and you know um like and I'll, as, as an example, now that it's been going well for a couple of years now, if somebody posts anything that's spammy or off color or political, I get mm -hmm. I get messaged like that. Like I'm like will be less than a minute after that thing is posted. <laughs> ding! How often does that Zen happen? Zen runner, Zen runner, almost every day. Yeah, almost. Oh every really? Day. Yes. And you said sometimes people argue also. Yeah, yeah, they flame or they go down a bad path, you know. And I just shut it. I just shut it down or I delete the post. You know, I just say, hey guys, let's like, <laughs> let's let's turn it around. I'll send them a private message like, could we not to go this way, please? Thank you. Right. For the for the for the, for the group, please. Let's take it outside. Yeah. And and um, <laughs> take it outside. But I get a lot of requests for members and I usually uh, I usually have to go check them out I used to not check everybody out and mm -hmm. now I have to because I was getting so many spammers that want to sell sunglasses or Beachbody mm -hmm. or Shakeology or whatever 
Yeah. And it's pretty easy yeah, to tell. Yeah, especially now, there, I feel like the other sort of force on, the sort of more negative force that I see on social media are these people who are doing, I, I don't know if I could call them pyramid schemes, but they're just very clearly like, you know, their entire feed is a sales Yeah, or heavy and, affiliate. A lot of it's affiliate right. sales and stuff like that. Or it's pyramid. Yeah, same kind of thing. And I, yeah. there's nothing wrong with those things. I don't really like them. I would never go into that business model. I know a lot mm -hmm. of people think that's the only way. And man, they make it very attractive. They're so good at creating a sales pitch for their, for their, for their product, which is basically selling you to sell for them. Um, right. It's hard to say no once you get in that funnel and I feel for those people because it's so hard to make that sale You make such an investment yeah. and uh, and you know, they, they 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 shake around all the shiny objects like oh look you could have this kind of success and freedom But you're, you're just you're just tra trading your one kind of freedom uh, for another kind of uh, enslavement <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's true. I think they're trying to appeal to like everyone sort of I guess there is this sort of shift in society and more people want to do things that are entrepreneurial and then they sort of dangle this uh, temptation in front of you like, look, you can be in control of your own destiny, but it just you just have to basically become a 24-7 advocate of this one brand. and Yeah, and <laughs> maybe not everybody wants to buy that thing, you know? It's like, <laughs> exactly. You know, let yeah. me see the line out the door for people who want to buy protein shakes. I know a lot of people <laughs> drink them, but, you know, it's yeah. like, I don't know. So yeah. uh, I just yeah I don't recommend going down that path and uh, and and it, but finding something that you really love and then trying to build a community around it is usually easier if you really do love it and I really do yeah. love what I do now so you know having that passion and enthusiasm is key if you didn't love it you're you know it's not worth doing it I mean while my show is successful because we do have revenue um you know i have a, I have a pretty decent corporate sponsor now and mm -hmm. you know i get paid for every show and we get to give away great products and um you know and we sell products now like you know, shirts and stickers and all that stuff and it's pretty mm -hmm. good but it's not enough to make a living but it's pretty good you know it's like wow but it took years to get to that level yeah so but if all the money went away, I'd still do it because I'm so passionate about the topic, right? So, right. you know, if you're trying to find a community just to make money, um, unless it's about making money, <laughs> unless yeah. the topic's about making money, <laughs> I, I, I just don't know. The monetization has to be secondary. It's, it's not, you don't do it for the money. You do it yeah. because it's a fun thing to do. You know, like, yeah. you know, for me, my mission is to help people, right? Um, and really my bottom line mission you should read and you everyone if you haven't done this you should you should learn or figure out what you're all about right and if you can figure out what you're all about then everything you do is easy because you just make sure you're aligned with those values so for mm -hmm. me my main un underneath all the stuff is helping people feel comfortable in their skin in their own skin no matter where they are Mm -hmm. You know, and so when you work with me, you talk to me when I'm your coach, when I'm your leader or whatever facilitator, I'm always working in the background to help you feel more comfortable wherever you are and mm -hmm. achieve the goal. But if you're not comfortable 
with where you are, you, we're not going to get to where you need to go. <laughs> so. You know, I kind of feel like that is that could be the key to in every situation, not just in building communities, but just like sort of how to avoid a midlife crisis. Right. Always, always know why you're doing what you're doing. Don't do things yes. mindlessly, right? Yeah, but really, I mean, it's a deep dive, right? So for yeah. me, it's about helping others find that comfortable place where they're where they're satisfied with the with where they are, and 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 I've. I've I've done a lot of work, a lot of training, um, you know, uh, professionally and on my own to be a really good uh, mentor, a coach, and that's all yeah. coaches are trying to do. They're just trying to, you know, help their clients, their coaches, um, get to a place so they can perform at the best of their ability, right? And if you do the work, you'll be able to perform at that ability. It's all the noise that keeps them from achieving what they want. And and that's important. So like the Slow Runners Club, that's what that's all about. It's mm -hmm. like we have so many runners that just hear that message. If you're not fast, you're a loser and you fail. And like, oh man, I just ran a, 10, a 5K. How did you do? Oh, I ran, you know, I finished it in 45 minutes. That's so slow. I'm so embarrassed. Like, wait a second. You just told me you ran... 5,000 meters. That's insane. Mm. That's like mm. 3.1 miles. That's incredible. Yeah. It's hard for me to get to the mailbox without, you know, <laughs> so some people that's incredible. Like yeah. why is, you know, the time you finished the, the indication of how well you did. Right. And so, yeah. so when you're comfortable with who you are, you don't care what the time is. Right. And so, so that's what I try to help people understand that it just doesn't matter. Some things just don't matter. And what matters is that you're engaged. And if, we, if you say you're a runner and you tell me that you're running, that means you're engaged. I don't care how fast you run, just that you started and you finished something. <laughs> so, I mean, in terms of getting people motivated to go outside, have you like um, heard, I'm sure you've heard about Pokemon Go. Yeah. I'm wondering what you think about all that. About Pokemon Go? Yeah, because it's getting people, I mean, they're not running, but you do get credit for jogging. I think it's great. Because apparently... I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever it takes. If it's going to be Pokemon Go, and my my daughters <laughs> who are in their 20s are playing that game because they used to play as a kid. They love it. I, I just don't yeah. have time to play that game. But I think it's great. I mean, Fitbits are great because they get you out to get your steps yeah. or, you know, any of those fitness trackers are great. As long as you get out there yeah. is what matters. Yeah. I'm just hoping it's not a fad and goes away. Right. Yeah. I remember that yeah. first couple of days of Pokemon Go, I was seeing all of these teenagers outside with milky <laughs> white skin, you know? <laughs> It's like, yeah. Wow, you... Yeah, it's kind of, it's so amazing it's, what it's making yeah, people do. It was really it was really amazing and I'm sure it's a lot more uh, you see it a lot more in population centers like New York than here. I live in the mountains in San Diego, so there's right. not as many kids around, but um, I'm sure I'm sure everybody's I see it everywhere I go. You see people waving their phone around and it's like, "Oh, that must be Pokémon." And uh, it's like, <laughs> "No, no, really. I'm just checking my email." You know, there may even be other ways that can be integrated. It's sort of just beginning, but there are the ways that you can sort of lure people and poke, I mean, by, by luring Pokemon to a specific place. And then people can, um, you know, they, they get credits for walking more and, you know, going to these like hotspots and stuff like that. I see a lot of potential when it comes to, um, Act, you know, activity and health and, and stuff like that. Well, this like is that. not new. It's not new. There's been a few apps out before that are just as innovative. It's just this is the first time that it's had such mass appeal. There is a, right. a, a, an app called Zombie Run, 
and mm -hmm. uh, it it uses your GPS and like you put the head buds in. You're like you can't look at a video. That's the problem for runners. We can't play yeah. Pokemon Go because we gotta see where our feet are falling or if we're gonna you know yeah. run off a cliff, right? You really need to <laughs> see where you're going. But you can use yeah. you can listen. That's why I'm saying we have a captive audience because we can always listen to something. So they have this game where you're being chased by zombies and if you don't mm -hmm. speed up and you can hear them coming in your earbuds. Wow. Like, and it gets louder and like you get points by outrunning zombies and it's like and it's yeah. like this whole thing this drama plays out in your ear and every time you play it it gets more difficult and it's like you're raising your fitness level by yeah. uh, and you can look down at your route you can see where the zombies are so you can avoid them and it's kind of like augmented reality but just with yeah. audio you know and uh, and you gotta yeah. outrun them and uh, it's really popular game a lot, a lot of people like that but it wasn't as popular in the mass media, but runners all know about Zombie Run. So tell me about these virtual events that you do. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so we just had one. It was really great. Um, over uh, the 4th of July weekend, we had uh, a classic race. So we do running running events, and they're very easy to do. Um, <laughs> to, you know, we're runners. And so one of the problems with events right now is they're so expensive. I don't know if you mm -hmm. know this, but to run the New York Marathon, I think now it's $220. And it's a lottery. Oh, wow. You may not even get in. Most You mm. most likely won't get in. But if you get chosen, you get to pay $220. <laughs> To, Congratulations. To hurt yourself, right? But even other <laughs> races, like, you know, races in like the Disney races, Chicago Marathon, they're like $140 to $180 for the big marathons. Mm -hmm. 5Ks are more like 30 to 50. Some are 5 and 10 and 15 if you go to real small community races. But mm -hmm. the more amenities, the bigger the race, the bigger the price tag. And it can get pretty pricey. Mm -hmm. So um, we decided to do something that's entirely free for our community. We, every like couple of months, two or three months, uh, we launch a virtual race and this mm -hmm. is popular now too um, you can join these races right so you get a medal you get like a beautiful medal you get a certificate of completion and you just sign up and then you go run the distance you show them that distance on your like smartphone device that you ran a 5k on mm -hmm. that weekend and mm -hmm. then they send you the medal and it costs like $35 you basically bought yourself a medal you mm -hmm. know like there's no there's nobody else there you could go run any route you want to you just show just show some proof that you ran it and right. they'll give you the medal. So that's what right. this is. It's a virtual, we do these virtual races. We, we just say, hey everybody, um, uh, at the end of the month, we're going to have a virtual 5K. So everybody uh, can run 3.1 miles. If you want to join this, just use a hashtag and just mm -hmm. go onto the community page and say you're running. And then what you do when you finish when you finish the run, just post a picture of yourself saying, "Hey, it was uh, it was a run." And it's really just something we do. So we are all doing the same thing together, kind of okay. like a virtual gathering in a way. Um, mm -hmm. And people just got really into it. We've done I've done like 20 or 30 of them now over the awesome. years yeah we do them every couple and so months. they can do it at their leisure wherever they want yeah but it's like usually within a certain time frame like run between friday and sunday of this weekend five miles and then everybody uh -huh. but we all pick a distance well i usually pick it but what's cool about it is i usually come up with a theme like there's a winter race there was the the class the the, the holiday classic for the fourth of july and what mm -hmm. i do is i create a bib you know r racers and if you're watching the video here's i'm running a race tomorrow and it's a beer race so look at this 
looks like beer, right? Isn't this cool? So I'll be wearing this on my shirt. You don't see this, um, Lori, but when you see the video, you'll see it. And so it has my number uh -huh. on it and my name. So what I did was I created uh -huh. an electronic file like this. It's a PDF file. And I leave a blank uh -huh. for their name so they can write in their name. We don't use numbers because it's not a race, but we I make a logo uh -huh. that's around the theme. And I'm a designer, so I do uh -huh. this stuff. So I create a custom race bib with each race. And it's just a PDF uh -huh. file. So I put a link to the PDF file. They download the PDF file. They print it out on their laser jet printer. And then they just print it up when they take their selfie and they hold the bib saying, yay, I ran the race. Right. And it's like, and that's, that's what cool. you get. And then I also created a medal. I, I like, I hand stamped these little medals. I had this little turtle, which is our mascot created as a metal stamp. And I've got these little mm -hmm. half inch, um, uh, sterling, no, it's not sterling silver. They're aluminum. And you make it yeah, yourself? Yeah, I do a hand stamp every metal. And, uh, and uh, it's not hard. It's just funk. You know, you just hit, hit the metal. But how did you learn and how just, to do that? <laughs> where do we learn anything these days? You, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> and I was like, wow, metal yeah. stamping, jewelry. Cool. So I'm Elma Jeweler. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of yeah. cool. And, um, you got to give, give, give. Right? You got to give, give, give. And then you can ask. Right, that's Vaynerchuk who says that, right? So, right, mm -hmm. so give, give, yeah. give, and then ask, or a jab, 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 left hook, or something like that, right? Something like that. And and so giving is, you know, creating events. We just launched a, uh, a just today, I launched a database uh, on mm -hmm. theslowrunnersclub.com. It's uh, a list of marathons, over 250 races I went through. And these are mm -hmm. all races that have finished times over seven hours. Um, most mm -hmm. marathons are six hours, which is too quick. Like like by the time a slow runner gets near to the finish, they just pull up the, they pull up the flags and go home. And so these slow runners mm -hmm. are left out on the course with no medal. And they're like, oh my God, you're yeah. at mile 20. And like everybody goes yeah. home. Right. Well, oh, yeah. yeah so I went hard. through almost every marathon. I came up with 250 races, or there's a little bit more, like 253, and uh, and and I organized them by state, by time, by city, and you can go onto the website and sort sort it. It's slowrunnersclub.com forward slash marathons. And you can sort it and download it. And, you know, it's just a tool, like a really nice database that I put together. And look, so I'm just giving that away to anybody. You don't even have to be a member of the right. club. It's not like you have to join up or pay anything to be a member of the club. It's just it's there. You want to just say you're a member, you're a member. And so have races approached you seeing that and saying like, oh, we didn't realize that this was a thing. Maybe we should change our policies. I hope so. So that's the, that, yeah. So, you know, these change, it takes a long time. It's very, races are very difficult to plan, but uh, that's mm -hmm. what my dream is, is that the Slow Runners Club is the representative for all the major races for the back of the pack. That, you know, we, right. we own the back of the pack. And, and, and actually, the reason why I put together this list is I'm going to go out now that I've built it. I'm going to go out, and it's really not just a list, it's a database. I'm going to go out and share mm -hmm. that that list with all of these major races and say, hey, you know, I'm pointing to you. Um, I'd like to let you know that you've been approved as a slow runner club, a slow friendly race, you know, a race that is, you know, friendly to slower runners. And uh, a lot mm -hmm. of runners come to me who are beginners or, you know, bigger or older or recovering. And, and we've pointed to you. And I'm not looking for this to be a business, but 
more like a stamp of approval. You know, give these, you know, right. and you can't buy the stamp. You have to earn the stamp. <laughs> you right, know, there's right. certain criteria. And then, you yeah, know, that's a way, yeah, that's a way to affect yeah, change. And all we want to do is, right, is have race directors think about it. And look, if you want to run, a, if you want to plan a race that is not slow friendly, that's fine. Like the Boston Marathon is very competitive. That's fine. There yeah. should be races that slow people shouldn't go to you like not every race needs to be a democracy i know a lot of people are like oh my god i can't believe you said that it's like fine don't go to that race go to a race where people like you <laughs> so people should definitely look out if they're ever watching a race to look out for the contingent in the back with the t-shirts yeah, what, what is on your t-shirts the turtle club, yeah, it's the turtle yeah the turtle you should have like rep in the back of the pack yep. or something like <laughs> absolutely yeah like and look for that you look for our bumper stickers we sell a lot of uh -huh. bumper stickers or they're like magnets they're around circles uh -huh. the slow runners club the SRC cool. yeah we're around cool. and how can people find you uh, on social media and stuff well Zen Runner I'm known everywhere as Zen Runner even at work they just call me Zen Runner and you just Google Zen Runner you'll find me and or if you want to join the club just go to slowrunnersclub.com we have a link to the Facebook page you have to ask um, to join or it's, and don't it's be a, a dick yeah don't be a <laughs> dick no no just to close off I, I think that one of the reasons why I really wanted to talk to you about your community is because I think it's applicable to much more than running and I feel like one of the most, uh, I mean of the many things that you're doing for your members, I think one of the most awesome things is that you are trying to give, like you said, give a voice to people who did not necessarily have it before or, you know what I mean? There's just some some communities out there that just don't necessarily have the representation, whether it's at the race or, you know, whether it's the grander race that is life, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of why what what I, I'm trying to do, what I do as well. So thanks yeah. for sharing that. Find, yeah, find find something that's missing, something you want that you can't find, and then make that thing, right? Yeah. So find what's missing and then be the one that makes that thing so nobody has to go looking for that anymore. And that's right. what we did here. And uh, hopefully you'll find that thing. It's not too hard. Look around you. Where is there yeah. a gap? And wherever there's a gap, you know, make something happen. Yeah. And uh, and that's that's what worked for us. And uh, so glad you see that, too. And we wish you the best luck, whatever we can do for you. You know, we're all a fan of you, too. So <laughs> let us know. Go to Slow Runners Club. We'll definitely post when you post this. We'll post a link there so people can watch it and go subscribe to Lori's stuff. She's awesome. She needs a much bigger audience. Thank you so much. All right. Good talking to you. Cool. Bye bye. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the It's Me podcast. I'll see you guys next time.